0: Welcome to Bonehead
1: Weekly. Would
0: I bounce oh at the ceiling?
2: Would it, it have been one of those like super bounce balls,
0: or? Well, okay, like... so we're talking about fornicating with Chad, but what we really i i want Chad. So by the time you hear this, this will already be over. But we're we're interviewing. We're, we've got a live show from Scarefest. Uh, go to Scarefest. Well, hopefully you went to Scarefest, but. Go next year, if you've already heard this, but we're going to have Lloyd Kaufman on the main stage Friday at 7 p.m. We're going to be interviewing him live. And that's we're all excited. And, Chad, I forgot where I was going with this. Basically, we want to go down and play trivia the night before so we can beat Jake Gobald's ass. And Chad won't go with us. And I called him. He is not part of the team whip ass. Is that what I call
2: it? Yeah, something like that. That sounds right.
0: So, if there was a – James, Propose your question. Uh,
2: and and so I said, but you said he wouldn't play the game of. So that's yeah, what man. And and so I said, you know, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, even in the 90s, it was pretty common that if you had a board game, you would have a celebrity somewhere on the cover, right? I mean, if yeah, it was absolutely. based on a, a game show, it would be the host of the game show. But like uh, Vincent Price did one for Hangman and it was him dressed as a cowboy. Yeah. And so my question was, who would be on the cover Of that home game, of that board game. Well,
0: I mean, we'd have. So today's topic is what, Chad?
2: Wrestling.
0: Wrestling, wrestlers. So it'd have to be at least one wrestler who, who, and 80s wrestling is really the only kind of wrestling I actually know and watched.
2: I mean, do you think that might be, would it be Austin given that title though?
0: No, because Austin wasn't around. In the eighties, I know age. that, but All I'm right. saying,
2: given your title for your game, wasn't that one of his? You just opened a can. Of, I mean, what, a four uh, pass? Yeah, I guess Austin, Austin three sixteen says, "I just yeah." Anyway, restate your question: If you could be
0: a duck and go into an orifice, <laughs> what orifice <laughs> would you pick, and I why? Like the one with winders, and why? <laughs> it and wouldn't, and, I and like please
2: saying, include a chart.
0: It wouldn't be the DMV, DMV Orphis. <laughs> anyway, no, it's like, well, who would be on the, if you had a game of whoop ass, whip ass? Yeah. But, and by the way, what's the difference between whip and whoop?
2: Well, I think I think whip, uh, you know, it can mean be- so many different things, right? I mean, whip, you can be, oh, I got whipped once and I'm done. It only done.
0: means Saturday night to
2: me. But I think whoop means that it, it's harder, right? I mean, you don't recover from a whooping as quickly as you do a whipping. I it's don't. kind of like to put it in terms that we understand, Joe. It, whip is you're ruined, whereas <laughs> whooped is your ruined.
0: So James is referring to something that our our late friend Kevin Shelton used to say. Kevin's not dead yet, but we're just making assumptions. with somebody please share? Well, this
2: maybe thing? by the time this airs, I don't he know. I hope you know, not. we don't know. Our
0: not. late friend Kevin Shelton used to say, "I'm going to keep saying that." <laughs> um he would say is if it's ruined, you can fix it. If it's burnt, it is burnt. And his father would say claim instead of clam. So we better claim that before we're burnt. Now, God rest his soul. He lives in Prestonsburg, Pikeville, somewhere. Who knows?
2: I don't know. Somewhere uh, Lake Wobegon, I think. Wobegon. Is that a place?
0: He's still alive. I know. Now, I don't know. I think it would have a wrestler on. It. I mean, it could be Hulk Hogan. Could be Mr. T. I mean, Mr. T was a wrestler, kind of.
1: Kinda. I mean unofficially, sure he ventured into it. I know I mean, he, he, Roddy Roddy Piper hated the shit out of him. Oh, really? Why? Because he would um he would get in the few matches that he had with the WWE, you know, promoting things, mm-hmm. Mr. T was not a wrestler and he would get too real.
0: And back in the day they'd call it WWF.
1: Yeah. And so Panda over. came along and ruined well, everything. Panda
0: side. came over and said, no, you take it in the ass, Vince McMahon.
1: <laughs> well, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a, at one of the WrestleManias, there was an event where Roddy Roddy Piper was to box Mr. T in the ring. Full on boxing match. Yeah. Um, And Mr. T came at him too too fast. He was like really like hitting him. And Roddy Roddy Piper got pissed and he decked him and then threw him out of the ring. Mm. and yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper got fired right after that I can't so um that. yeah it just pissed Roddy. uh and he'd done some other stuff uh, by, uh before that Roddy just hated him and, and Roddy was a true wrestler he was like you know these are rules we abide by
0: a wrestler's wrestler
1: a wrestler's wrestler Roddy yeah. Roddy Piper was truly a wrestler's wrestler you should go listen to some of the podcasts that he did before his death They're really fascinating. Um, I've listened
0: to interviews before, Chad, but I'd never heard that story before. He and he's a great storyteller, and I've said this many times on this show, but I want to say it again. Now we we've been trying to get around the wrestling, and we're gonna each one of us is going to take a different angle at this. Mm -hmm. But what I've said before, and I'll say it again other than having the, priv- the, having the privilege to do some of the stuff that we've done outside of our own work and how we make a living, is that I often say is my favorite interviews or some of the most fun ones have been wrestlers because they just have the most batshit stories, especially if they're of a certain age mm-hmm. before the internet. And these, these filthy buggers went from town to town like sailors. Yeah.
1: And they had a good time. I, I mean, there's the whole story uh, on how the um, what is it, the toys that made us about the yeah. wrestling figures and then the guy who like really got the WWE, WWF action figures going and how they he had all the guys in the room with him and one of them took a big old shit in his bed and it yeah. was probably Hulk Hogan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, in in the uh, the 30 of 30 or whatever they call them, the ones they do in ESPN, I mean and Ric Flair, all that shit's true mm-hmm. and there's stuff that they leave out And there's stuff, I mean, anyway, I was in Huntington. A couple of wrestlers, uh, the Rock and Roll Express actually were telling me even more shit about Ric Flair. Yeah. It doesn't even come out. The man, I don't know why he should not still be alive. So by and large, some of the best stories often come from wrestlers. Or as they say in our beloved Eastern Kentucky, wrestling.
1: Now, I will say... Go ahead, James.
2: Oh well, I was going to say, do you think part of that is, you know, it's it's, it's wrestling is all tied up as it, it, in a persona, right? Yes, absolutely. But mm-hmm. you have to maintain that persona, right? You can't be off your persona, even if you're in the general public, so to speak. If because right. you always have to be on, and I, I wonder if that feeds into that type of behavior. Um, and there's 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 um, some of the story, and I agree. Wrestling stories. I'm not a huge wrestling fan.
0: No, neither am I.
2: But there are some wrestlers that, as Joe already illustrated, have these epic stories, like um, Mick Foley, uh, Mankind, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. If you read his biographies, I think he's written two or three of them now. But he yeah. did one about his early career. Was it in? Was it Chad? Do you know? Was it Japan that he wrestled in? Japan.
1: And it's I mean, insane. He, he, he wrestled all over the place, but German, Japan was where he really went crazy.
2: Yeah. It was insane, because he talked about, they were like, we need you to do something extreme, so he would wrap actual barbed wire around his fist, and it was cutting him. It was hurting him way more than it did anybody else, but he goes, I had to, do, I had to have a gimmick. I had to have it. I'm like, yeah, I probably would have thought of something different than I'll wrap my own hand in barbed wire, but... I,
1: and I want to say it was Germany is where he actually lost his damn ear. So... Yeah. Yeah, his ear sp- fell off.
0: It's it's a sport for many many years where they went town to town. Yeah, sport about absolutely right about ego and a persona. James, you're absolutely correct. And it's what, filled with what testosterone. Well, yeah, because you also man.
1: what you got to think with wrestling. And by the way, I, to get to talk about let's talk about this a little more because I, I do want to talk about this. But just to re, you both said you're not big fans. I probably am the biggest fan out of all of us. That being said, I'm not a fan anymore. I mean, I was I was a huge fan as a kid. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. WWE wrestling came on, WWF wrestling came on right after cartoons were over, and 11 to 12, I was completely enthralled in wrestling. I loved I loved everything about it. Me and my brother, the only thing me and my brothers agreed on when we went to the video store is if the, the latest pay-per-view wrestling event was there, we rented it and we spent three hours watching it. Yeah. Um, and every time there was a late night primetime main event, we watched those as well. Um, now I stopped watching wrestling and then I picked it back up briefly when I, in my late teens and early twenties, when State uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, um, D-Generation X were, were at the were at their peak. And I, I, and mankind, I really got involved in that. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm not a huge fan. So, I mean, I, but out of the three of us, I think I'm the biggest out of all of us, but yeah, I mean, but, but going back to what James said, I mean, you got to think these guys went 365 days a year. Absolutely. Town to town.
0: Two to three shows a day, sometimes
1: two to three shows a day, abusing their bodies in every way you could possibly think. So yeah, not only did they have to get these personas, but they were tough as nails to begin with. Plus they were you know,
0: medicating,
1: self-medicating jocks who had to had to be rough. Uh, and it's... and I mean, am I condoning some of the behavior that some a lot of these guys are known for? No. There's a certain wrestler I knew who got moved to um a little one of the uh lesser um wrestling venues in louisville because he just was too bad he was too drugged up in wwe so they moved in and he caused a lot of problems in louisville because i heard from friends who worked in bars and stuff how he would just come and wreck them because he could i mean and there's no way condoning that but you know you also got to think of the environment that these guys go through
2: well i was gonna say and i i know someone personally uh um that went through the training to be a wrestler and just hearing him talking about it. And he, he briefly did it and then he retired. Um, But, you know, he talked about like the way he could tell you exactly how far his fist would go. Like he, Mm -hmm. he could do the, and so he talks about, you know, when they're doing it and how do you make it all look real? How do you make it all look? And he goes, you still get, you still get hurt. But yeah. how do you do these different things? And it was fascinating to hear him talk about it because, as you all said, they're, they're abusing their bodies. But at the same time, what shocked me was how well he knew. Like he could pull his punch at the last second. He knew exactly where his arm ended. And I'm like, I stumble around when I'm by myself. Like my coordination would not allow for that. I am not so th- there is a high level of athleticism, but it's it's yeah. it's just a fascinating well, thing.
1: You know, it's a, it's like this too. Um the one of the Jake the Snake, there's two Jake the Snake documentaries, and then there's Beyond the Mat with Jake All the Snake. Good. All, All good. good. All
0: good. All good. Seeing... Redeeming Jake the Snake with Diamond Dallas Page yeah. is fantastic.
1: And that's the one I'm actually going to reference. And and I'm not referencing Jake the Snake. There is a scene in there where Razor uh, the the late Razor Ramon, Scott Nash, um joined them because he was in rough shape too and they're in a room practicing and there's this loud loud click going on. Like they're they're just they're doing their and it's a very loud click like so much so that it's it sounds like there is something like clacking like two clackers going together. And Jake is looking around going what is that? What is that? And Scott starts laughing and he goes, it's my knees. He can't even bend a knee because there is no cartilage. And it It literally is just sounds like they're just snapping like, like tree branches snapping every time he bent his leg. Could you imagine living like that? Just can't. So yeah, it's, it's a rough world. So I, we want to talk
0: about the, some of the wrestlers that we like some of our favorite wrestlers. I'm Mm -hmm. going to take the, position and we're going to kind of bounce back and forth and we're hopefully we just have a conversation.
2: yeah I'm it. all over the place on this one so, yeah. yeah, me too. so let's me talk too. a little
0: bit about the wrestlers going to Hollywood first if you don't mind I've got my pulled up uh, it's
1: there have been a ton I was going to say did Hulk Hogan start it because I feel no. like there were there was can others I, before can, him can
2: I talk about one that is actually one of my favorites and as I was researching yeah. this I actually went oh my god I didn't realize how much he had done and so I'll, I'll I'll do a little bit of a backstory first, as I usually do. He started as a boxer professionally, mm-hmm. retired from boxing, and moved into professional wrestling in 1960. Um, and got picked up to start doing acting work by some hack named Kubrick. <laughs> uh, made his premiere in. A clockwork, clockwork orange. orange
0: and went on to barry Lyndon.
2: yeah uh he's about. in the monster club which has vincent price he's in the conan movies he's in the indiana jones films the first three mm-hmm. um in different roles he's in willow it's pat roach and and so he, he retired from pat, boxing i didn't know
1: pat roach
0: was a wrestler i yeah, didn't he, know you were going to say pat roach i thought you're going to talk about david Prowse.
2: No, no, actually, here's a funny story. Pat Roach wanted to be Darth Vader. But he was actually a little bigger, I guess, allegedly. Because the
0: same damn movies as David Prowse.
2: Yeah, he's allegedly a little bit... I don't know what they meant by bigger, if he was broader or if he was just bigger. I don't know. But he wanted to be Darth Vader. He didn't get the role. And so Stanley Kubrick, uh, he had already done... He's, he's, he plays the bouncer at the milk bar. It's a yeah. bit part. But he he is in Clockwork Orange. And then he did uh, Kubrick. And he he's a hand-to-hand brawler in, in Barry Lyndon. Um, and he kept playing in different roles. He he had a non-speaking role in Clash of the Titans. He was the blacksmith. Uh, uh I always mess this up. Hephaestus, right? The blacksmith of the gods. Um, yeah, I always always go.
1: Uh, oh shit! What? Why am I blanking on his name? The drunk who <laughs> we got a great story of. Uh,
2: oh, uh, oh Jesus Christ! Who?
1: What are you talking the, about? We, we got a great story from our one of our interviews about him being so drunk. in Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Uh, Oliver, Reed oh, in, yeah, um, Oliver Reed. Yeah, Oliver yeah, Reed. In yeah. a uh, Baron Munchausen, he played. They sang. I'm sorry. But <laughs> oh, he. Oh, so, okay. You just lost
0: me. I was like, yeah. You're, he's also, do you know how many
1: drunks we've met? And well, I'm the one that he, came up with all of I'm the one that did the Wall of Reed question. I just blinked. It's what happens when I'm thinking off script. Ugh, go.
2: He, uh, But he did audition for Darth Vader and he didn't get it. But George Lucas remembered him when he needed somebody to play the German pilot that eventually fights Indiana Jones and unfortunately meets an airplane propeller. And so he cast him in that role. Uh, because he remembered him from that. Oddly enough though, he people don't tend to notice this if you're not a diehard Indiana Jones. He's in the film twice. He's the German mechanic that fights him, mm-hmm. but he's also the Sherpa that fights him in Nepal. Yep.
1: Oh my shit. I didn't notice so I didn't that. So he
2: plays both roles, but he he uh he he was just a big guy that, you know, worked really well in all these different roles. He Was also a a, businessman. He's a very smart man. He played
1: played Atlas in the Storytellers.
2: Yes, I was about to say, he's in the story. He's in a James Bond film. He's in Never Say Never Again as one of the assassins that goes after James Bond. If you are a fanboy like me and you love Indiana Jones and James Bond and all that, guess what? You've seen him. And uh, he was a very smart man. He was also a businessman. Unfortunately, developed esophageal cancer and died relatively young in his late 60s. Mm -hmm. Um. Which makes me wonder, did he have a, the same genetic issues? Anyway, uh, with that being said, he, he, looked, he did
1: a lot. He, I'm not meaning to keep it. He looks like a cigar smoker. I'm just saying. it might
2: be. Yeah. I'm
1: saying Pat Roach literally looked like a guy who would just have a stogie in his mouth at all times.
2: Uh, he he ran his own gym, of course, Uh, uh as many people did, Dave Browse had a gym for a while, right. uh, but he also ran a scrapyard, a, a steel scrapyard. So he, he had multiple business ventures, but again, if you're a fan of eighties films, he's also in, uh, I have mentioned he's in Conan, the destroyer directed by the great Milius. Um, he's in red Sonya. will Conan,
0: Conan, the barbarian is directed by Milius. I'm it's sorry. I, you're right. Is it's Conan.
2: The destroyer is not directed by, yeah, It's not directed by Milius. Um, but then he also did some TV as well. As, as Chad said, he's uh, he was in the Star Hunter, the short-lived science fiction TV show, which you can pick up on DVD for relatively cheap. And it's worth, if you find it cheap, worth watching. Um, but yeah, he, he had been at one point the British heavyweight champion and the European heavyweight champion. He was... Um, Also, uh, he did some promotional work for Premier Wrestling Federation when it was an upstart thing in the early 90s as well, which has kind of disappeared or been absorbed by another organization now. But he's also an author. He wrote um, uh, different books about um, his hometown, about Birmingham, England, not Alabama, Um, and then uh, biographies of what it was like to be a child and being big. Um, And so... But yeah, again, I, Joe thought of somebody else, but yeah, definitely Pat Roach is just a, most people don't know him as a wrestler, but he definitely was. And I would argue he's probably one of the earliest examples of somebody that went from wrestling into acting that people would recognize and be like, oh, that guy.
0: So what I want to do really quick is go over the fit. What Google says is the top 15. Okay. Because there's hundreds, there's hundreds, but we want does that sound good to you gentlemen and then we'll yes, sure get mean. some of our favorites so Dwayne johnson of course of course steve austin who don't, I, I mean there are some movies but i, I don't even uh, think he
1: no he has a lot of low budget movies that he is does there's actually any but there's, there's nothing in
0: that sticks in my mind other than the, the other than the longest yard with Sandler. you know, he, uh, he isn't he done,
2: in them uh, expendable films
1: he, oh yeah in he's game. in one of them but yeah he did he's done a lot of like straight to streaming or video like low budget action films
0: roddy piper one of my favorite gives one of the best performances of any of the wrestlers an actual acting performance roddy piper and they live uh randy savage fantastic in this spider-man uh, stacy keebler i don't i had to google her i didn't even know who she was she dated george clooney i, mean, I didn't know she i didn't know she was an actress though and i'm not being a smart ass it really that means i was like oh i mean yeah I, I didn't know who she was. Who hasn't
2: dated George? Who Clay? hasn't?
0: He hasn't. He dated my crush for years. That lady played Emmanuel's and Oh uh, oh my god, mine too. What's her name? Oh, I don't know. She's a good actress, by the way. She really is. Uh, she's the uh in um oh, what's that movie where they're all in the Liar East? Liar. She's in uh, feast. She's the she's the heroine in feast. She's a fantastic actress. I had a crush on her for I still would I still have a crush on her anyway Dave. I Batista, do too. Uh, so sad i can't think of her damn name anyway
1: i know i'm blanking too and i, I if you, chris <laughs> allen chris that's what allen i yeah. didn't look it up chris she's,
0: allen. A, she's a great actress by the way she really is check out feast she does she's the best actress in that movie so uh where was i at damn it chad i got thinking about chris you allen said,
1: you said stacy Ke- Dave
0: Batista. uh dave Batista. yeah really famous now hulk hogan Probably, uh, but the wait, first real quick,
2: superstar.
1: I'm surprised you haven't listed somebody yet. I'm getting kinda... Dave
2: Bautista. By the way, for those that don't know, uh, you would know him from My Spy,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or maybe Guardians. Of the... Actually, I did watch My Spy.
2: I uh, did too, but it came out. It was going to be in theaters, and then that COVID hit, it, yeah, I and I watched it with my family because yeah, my kids too. were like, "Oh, that would be cool," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's great." They I
1: watched it with my girls. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Jesse Ventura, another actually good actor. Paul Michael Levesque. I don't know who that is. Is that is that? Oh, what is his name? What is his actual name? What did he wrestle under?
1: Triple H. Oh my God! Yeah, he's yeah. I guess Blade Trinity, and he did the the Chaperone. I don't. I mean, a lot of. Yeah. Okay. And you still haven't. I, I must admit, I'm assuming I missed uh, the name.
0: We've got a few more. We got. Okay. A few more. So, uh, this is just the first fifteen I'm doing. So, and I'm going to leave one or two of them on because I didn't even know who this was. John Cena. John. Cena. Okay. There. Yeah, I'm surprised about.
1: he is not. Okay. Plain and simple. I'm surprised he's not at the top. And out well, of everybody, he's
0: across the top. But I'm just kind of going here well, and here, here.
1: And out of everybody mm-hmm. we've mentioned, and uh, the, and this goes for Dave Batista, and The Rock. He is the most gifted actor. You think so? Oh my god, yeah. He has he has a wider range of emotion. I think he can I, he can really do any emotion. If you just, just watch the peacemaker, man. I've like
2: six or seven months ago I would have argued with you, Chad, but honestly, the peacemaker, I'll tell you why John Cena won me over as the Peacemaker in the Peacemaker show. The movie's great, but whatever. The Peacemaker show, here's where, where it won me over. That bloody opening. Yeah, Because if you can do that stupid dance with a straight face, and by the way, I, I, I we got Scarefest coming up. By the time this airs, I know it'll be over. But that's why I want to talk to Robert Patrick again. I, I think I've met him before at a con, and that was great. But now I'm just like, you play Peacemaker's father, and you are literally one of the most terrible human beings on the planet in that role. And you do it so well. But yeah, you I mean, also have that dance intro.
1: No, seriously, and I mean, it just I, I'm 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 harking on the peacemaker. I'm wearing my I'm wearing Sorry. my kids' fake fingernails for some reason. Sorry,
2: I the fact you did not warn us made it work. I, like,
0: <laughs> I missed it. I was, re- was still ready. Oh, that's good for you.
1: She left him here, and I need something to fidget with, so I put How him on is my that finger to masturbate with. Keep going, <laughs> Chad. No, I mean, if you look at uh, that that the one scene in in the Suicide Squad where he kills flag Mm -hmm. and you see in his eyes what he's done and then throughout all of Peacemaker where he's dealing with that his uh, his his uh feelings with his father you know even when he sits down and just randomly plays the piano out of nowhere I mean there as many movies as Dwayne Johnson has done none of them show the 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 skill level that John Cena has done in those few roles and I I love the the no 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 I'll
0: give you I'll give you the rock is a is a movie star
1: yeah yeah he is he's he's the he's when he he, when he first got started he was supposed to be the next schwarzenegger the next stallone and then his career kind of fizzled there for what about five six years and then it picked back up again
0: but i do think he's he fizzled and he has he is more pro he is on his way to be more prolific yeah he
1: he 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 was followed by a bunch of duds. I mean, he I, first off, I love the Rundown. One of my favorite, not one of my favorite, but I love it. And oh, this, it That's may be, movie. it may be my favorite rock film. Um, but um, I got, uh, Dwayne Johnson. But anyway, um, but it the then rock. it was followed by the 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 Tooth Fairy, These Walking Tall. He made are, a
0: lot of successful movies that we just don't like for Disney.
1: Yeah, yeah. But again, it was just like he really like. It was like a five year lull where it was like, oh, he's not going to get to that status, and all of a sudden he just blew up. And I mean, he's he's made a lot of great films. So uh, keep keep going. You you stop. Yeah, the scene, no, man.
0: no. I was just like, I don't agree. I was I was actually I like the Rock is one of those people I really like. I would like. I just don't. I I, I don't think he's ever had that role. No, he, he hasn't. He's never had that role. He's never had that not safe role that that he can own other than himself. I,
1: like I said, I, again, I'm a, I'm not saying Dwayne Johnson's not talented. He is, and I no, think he no, could no, pull no, it John
0: off. is a better actor. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. So, Kevin Nash, whom I've had the privilege of meeting twice, and is so damn big. What? No. How is he in
1: person? By the way,
0: uh, he was extremely respectful to me. He didn't hit me. Uh, like another uh, Greg Valentine hit me
1: right across the chest.
0: Was a joke? Loved, it hurt. I would have
1: loved to have gotten hit by Greg the Hammer Valentine. No, you wouldn't. Probably well, not. Maybe, no. Well,
0: maybe you're a masochist. I'm not a masochist, so it wasn't fun. It's a good story to tell if somebody. Well,
2: I was going to say I, I think it depends on if that person's your hero. As somebody that has been hit by his hero, it means something different.
0: James, he was not my hero, but he's a fun interview. Yeah, he's a fun interview, and him bringing up his damn. So we're getting off Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is a nice enough guy. Uh, he falls into the category of being asked every question in every single way and does not enjoy probably doing Q&As like some people do. It's, I, and I'm being, I, I if it sounds like Would I'm being negative towards him, it's not. It's not. I have done this job long enough to know that it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's part of it. And they may accidentally or may actually be good with fans, but those Q&As are tough for some of them. Well, I, I was going to say- he falls in the category, to answer your chat question, Chad, is, is completely polite, fine, also doesn't necessarily want to be on the stage too long, whereas John C. McGinley would have talked for
2: three hours if we'd let him. Right. Sorry. But John C. McGinley's me. not a wrestler. I no, mean, is he? I would be no, paid to see that
0: happen. But the, uh, so part of, I was just talking about the Rock and Roll I Express, know. half of the, half, that half, half would like to get off the stage and tell me dirty jokes. The other half would rather be talking about everything in his life. Yeah, that is a challenge because <laughs> one of them doesn't necessarily want to be. But he's complete the one who didn't want to be there actually did just want to tell me dirty jokes off stage and just kind of. It was a very good one on one. One on one, you want, and I, and listen to the same guy he's been with for forty years telling the same shit. He was done. Didn't want to do it. I would no and I can
2: kind of understand that. I mean I, awesome. I would much rather sit and talk to a small group than I would lecture to an audience.
0: And he's I, I will say this. Uh, some people aren't as big in life, right? Yeah. Kevin Nash is fucking huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. He towered yeah. over me. Towered yeah.
1: over me. And you know, uh, a lot I'm of times sure. it, you don't see that because, you know, he's wrestling with people who are freaking huge, and he's like, yeah, oh, he's not that big, and then you see him in person, and he's like, holy shit.
2: Yeah. Andre the Giant? Andre, oh. There's an entire book that goes, it's a graphic novel that goes into his medical history, and it, honestly, I, if you would have pitched that to me, I'd be like, "Man, it is fascinating. It is done as a graphic novel, and it talks about everything, like, because they can do the internal art, so to speak, of what he went through and what it was like to be him, and it is a fast. I can't remember the name of it, I'll look it up, but it's fascinating because he was, not to sound like I'm a promoter, but when they build him as the eighth wonder of the world sometimes, he wasn't, but
1: He's a that's big dude. somebody,
2: that was somebody that literally had a medical condition that turned it into the positive the only way he could.
0: He was a big dude who could cross the top rope.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah
0: that's a big dude yeah. <laughs> it's a big ass dude and when they when they wrote the princess bride when William Goldman wrote the princess bride it was always his intention for Andre the giant to play the giant I don't know if you guys knew that or not no I knew that you yeah. saw him wrestle at what Madison Square Garden I think the story goes yeah and there is more there's I'm going to name just a couple more
2: because I real, real quick by old. the way the graphic novel the graphic novel is Andre Giant Life and Legend. It's and it's written by and illustrated by Box Brown. Yeah. So if if you if you're if you're interested in wrestling at all and have not seen that, check it out. It is fascinating.
0: So a couple more I want to talk about real quick, just kind of mention because we could be here all day. Andy Kaufman's actually listed as one of them. And of I, he to, I is. was I know, but I was about to say no, and there's like no, he actually wrestled. He not wrestled,
2: the- and and. He has one of it's one of the most famous wrestling story. Whether or not you know wrestlers, if you're of a certain age, you know about his encounter with a certain king.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, whom we've all met, and beat the shit out of James. Lovely gentleman.
2: Lovely, Lovely gentleman. gentleman. He, and he, I'll say that honestly, nice he was very nice to me the entire time, and told and mentioned a couple cool stories to me. So if you ever get a chance, DDP,
0: Undertaker. And one of Chad's favorite of all time, Captain Lou Albano. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mario. I, and Jake, what I actually, know, I was joking him.
0: slightly on the last one. The one that I will talk about that James and I, or Chad and I met, and I can't remember if James is there or not. George the Animal Steel was yes. also just the most polite human. Do you remember this, Chad? When yeah, dude. Poses? I have his autograph hey, sign right over poster. there
1: well i know i was just saying do you remember yeah i remember remember what r2 and 3po because not only not only what is he signing the poster for one of my top five favorite movies of all time ed wood Mm -hmm. i was a huge fan of him as a wrestler i mean yeah no i remember every minute of that conversation yeah i mean it was just he, he was he wanted to know where i got that poster he goes everybody's been looking for this thing how did you find it yeah, he was I said eBay, sir. Yeah, <laughs> and he talked
0: to gave us a story about. Do you want to share the story he gave us about? Tim you shared, you shared the story. Yeah, so he was telling us about. You know, was it? it oh, was it? Lisa it was Marie. Lisa Marie. Was it was Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie, who's also a very beautiful lady. Oh God, who we've also met, and who was crushing on? As we were crushing on her, she was crushing on Chris Sarandon, Chad, as I recall. Yeah, from us, is that correct? That is correct. And by the way, I don't blame her. I was listening to an interview today with Chris. I was watching an interview with Chris Sarandon and listening to it. And I clicked on it a little bit and I was like, damn, he's 80 and he's still fuckable. And I'm straight.
1: He broke Suzanne's heart. That's not actually how that happened. He talks about
0: it. And it may be the other way. It's maybe flipping. Oh, that's it.
1: And we got to take the the word of a man.
0: on The man. But it, he was giving her credit for that. He's Ugh. still a good
1: looking dude, by the way, at 80. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure. Sorry.
0: Uh, if I could look like somebody it'd be Chris Rand.
1: now I he's Walter Matthau
0: I'd look more I don't look like, I,
2: if I could sound like somebody I'd sound I was like talking Walter about like. myself no I was gonna say you know if you could sound like somebody we all know who all three of us would prefer to sound like Wolfman right Jack no it's obviously Andy Rooney
1: no <laughs> Wolfman Jack
2: no. Andy. Gonna... Ro- Why do they not make fudge anymore? Joe? Seriously,
1: I'm gonna have the ear hair of Andy Rooney. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have the nose of Walter Matthau and the ear hair of Andy Rooney. I am screwed genetically. He's really
0: not joking about this. So anyway, no. Uh, Tim Burton came on set and I'm gonna give, give the short version because we we'll talk about it, and apparently he had hickeys on him, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. they were
1: where they were just going at it in the trailer.
0: Yeah, yeah. God bless
1: that nerdy little bastard. Boy, he has a type. Yeah. <laughs> he Obviously, has no, does he? Because I mean, he went right from Lisa Marie to uh, Helena Bonham Carter, which is also exactly a
0: dark-haired awesome. lady. And then that's who is that's his baby mama. Yeah, and Then and who's he, also
1: a gorgeous woman. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I'm just Eva saying Green. she's not. Yeah,
0: actually, I don't know if he and Eva Green are a couple. I just know she was in several of his movies, and also, uh, no, Tim Burton. And I have the same type.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah yeah so anyway not talking let's get past the subject but very wonderful memories of all
1: those actors who were some of your all's favorites i i want well, to don't with- you the, but back on the movie thing though don't you think i know that there were other well i didn't know at the time because i just james blew my world i didn't realize that but don't you think hulk hogan was the first to go like big time on hulk movies hogan is the first to be
2: the top tier name yeah it, it's
1: hulk hogan I don't know I don't know box office wise, but I mean the majority of his bi- films bombed horribly. But they no, are. it's
0: Hulk Hogan. And John yeah. Carpenter talked about that by the way in interviews, because John Carpenter was a wrestling fan in the eighties, same time we were. And that's kind of how,
1: you know, yeah.
0: Rowdy Roddy Popper ended up in They Live. And he was his point was is a miscast Hulk a lot. Yeah. You mean
2: you you mean suburban commando wasn't the dude, pinnacle seriously of it's I, a nice place to visit butcher but I wouldn't want
1: to live there. I love suburban commando still to this day. I haven't seen it. I did not like I, been I, 10, 15 I'm gonna butcher the I line, but 15. I'm gonna butcher the line, but where he goes up to those bikers and he does something to their and he goes, What are you gonna do? you gonna rip my face off, you're gonna break my arms? They go, No, dude, this is the 80s, 90s, we're gonna sue. Still, I lo- I'm, I'm butchering a it's line. It's no,
0: no holds barred, Chad.
1: Oh, God, and no holds barred. It's
0: Wainers. And, and the,
1: what is that? What is that smell? Poo! God, no, that's I, a
0: terrible movie.
1: I loved that movie as a kid. And so now awful. I watch it because it's sheer awful. And i would like, why did I like this movie as a kid? I don't know. I guess because it was, I still remember going to, I'm assuming it was Rupp Arena. Because right. my dad got lost and was panicked because he didn't go to big cities. He took us to Rupp Arena to see WWF. That's cool wrestling. Oh God yeah I still have it's one of my fond memories of my father. um he took us during the No holes Bard time frame and oh, I 89. got the, and right. I got the yeah and and the, people ask me like character actors and and Luis Guzman, but also tiny Lister is up there on on my list. God bless God rest his soul. And it's simply because. It was given. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah, throwback
0: to twenty minutes ago, folks. I mean, I seriously Never got to. Still alive.
1: It's one of my fondest memories of my dad getting me to the to the gate to walk them, watch them walk out, and I saw Hulk Hogan come out, and I was excited to see Hulk Hogan, but I got to see Zeus, aka Tiny Lister, come down with his arms out, go yeah. yeah! You know, I, I'm still fond memory. Of that. It's still I, I could get teary eyed thinking about that just because it's it's a the a involves my dad, but b it's a it's a it's an eventful a, a, a memory that I have that I still hold to this day. Um, but yeah, No Holds Barred, it meant a lot to me as a kid. But God, that movie's terrible. No, it's <laughs> it's awful.
0: just awful. It's awful. So who was the first one that was cast correctly? Then I, is it Rowdy Roddy
1: popper, and They Live? I, honestly, I don't see. I don't know of any other option. Yeah, especially I,
0: I, in the 80s there was a lot of trash cinema and i yeah. only i mean you could say hulk and rocky three Thunderlips, but it's not really a role role it's not
1: a role it's just a it's a brief cameo yeah, i mean basically it, it, honestly i think you're right i think it's roddy roddy piper and they live it's just perfect casting yeah and again, i me and you agree it's one of the best fight scenes in cinema history <laughs>
0: it's the second best fight scene it's the second longest fight scene in cinema history well it's it's it was the longest fight scene it's it's in it's a minute or so many seconds longer than the than the fight scene in the quiet man
1: and it just keeps going it's so amazing it just (laughs) it just when you think it's going to end still i have seen that movie a million times i still watch it and go oh we're at the end oh no we're not (laughs) no
0: no it just keeps going and who could blame him he had one of the most premier wrestlers on earth, there. Why wouldn't you do a twenty minute fight scene? It makes no sense not to. But do. I think, and, I and think it also I'm helps mistaken, that Keith David's in the movie. And Keith. David. And if
1: I'm not mistaken, that was a, another time he was fired from WWE because he went and did that movie because they WWF because they told him, "No, we, we'll get something for you," and he yeah. he said, "No, no, no, I'm going to do this," and he, they fired him again. It's unfortunate that he didn't have more of a movie career. And it's actually a
0: quick story about They Live. And I, I don't know if our audience knows it. They Live actually premiered at number one yeah, and was number one for a couple of weeks. And it was pulled from the theaters at, while it was still on the top of the box office. I don't know the reason for that. I don't know if there was something then, through that there was more important, but I'm just letting you all know
1: that they live was a successful picture. And tell me if I'm wrong. Box that's a rarity for John Carpenter to start at number one.
0: It's an absolute rarity. There I could name them off the top of my head. Uh, vampires, which is most people don't remember, what was number opened at number one when it came out. That and God, I was oh, that's so
2: excited. a fun movie. I was so it is excited. a fun
0: movie. Somebody was shitting on it the other day, on the internet the other day. It's like,
2: based on a <laughs> novel. By John Stakely. Mm-hmm. Check it out. By the way, the novel's good, too. It's still, it's different. I mean, there's it's it's different than the movie, but it, both of them are really a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that and, uh, Chad, I don't know, maybe Christine or Starman, but, I mean, there's not a ton.
2: You mean yeah. Memoirs of an Invisible Man didn't premiere at number? I'm not being sarcastic. I, I, I don't think so. I don't, think so. I don't think so, no. I wasn't man. being sarcastic. I mean, no, that I was a time when John Carpenter and... I, I, and Chevy Chase was still, and by the way, Chevy Chase, I'd still talk to that man right this second. You
0: guys see, if you get a chance, Bill Maher does his own podcast now. It's called uh, Club Random, and he does it in his kind of his basement club thing that he has on his property in, in L.A. Yes, thank you, Chad, for showing us if you're on the YouTube version. And he has his guest this week, Chevy Chase. And I swear, he's he's can be kind of, I wouldn't say rude to his guest, but he treats them like people, he yeah. almost, I thought he was going to blow Chevy Chase. He's so nice to him.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but, by the way, I, I, Chevy I 80. yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, you're, you're talking about somebody that, and Chevy Chase has been more active online. I saw he he's doing, uh, you could actually go and watch, um, I want to say it's in Chicago. I may be making that up, but he's doing a live introduction to Christmas vacation.
0: Yeah. He did it in Corbin last year.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he's doing more stuff like that. And I mean, I know William Shatner has done that with Star Trek 2. And so you're seeing more of these kind of I would say say icons. Well, no, I think I think we need to start having I think uh, Hulk Hogan needs to do one for suburban commando. That's what I was saying.
0: No, 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 Holds barred. So you know what? You know, I agree
1: with James. Suburban commando is way better than no hold. I
0: am wrong. I am wrong. There's an there is a professional wrestler turned actor who beat Rowdy Roddy by about six months and he's also absolutely perfect in the role is the only two I can think of from the 80s and it's Jesse Ventura
1: from oh, Predator. Predator. yeah yeah but again
0: I mean he's not carrying the movie
1: Rowdy Roddy is the, the star I he's, know and he's just a he that is a that is a movie filled with testosterone and Jesse Ventura is just there to increase it. In but all fairness, Chad, movie,
0: he has all the great lines. He has 90% of the great lines in that movie. I'm aware, but I just don't think it
1: it's, It still doesn't hold the gravitas of, of I, they agree.
0: I agree. It's a supporting actor role, not quite the same, but he is perfectly fit for that role. And it I is wondered, a movie we, though both of those films have not went away in any way, shape By or the part. way,
1: Jesse Ventura yeah, we knew, you know, just knowing a little bit about wrestling and the characters involved with that. I wonder if he was scared shitless of Sonny Landum.
0: Uh You know, I'd like this is a good question. And we had there, so this is a little bit of bonehead trivia. We were going to do a short film. We did a short film uh, many, many years ago. And Sonny Landon was actually going to be the voice in it because Sonny Landon finished out most of his life in Kentucky. He's yeah. passed on now and he ran for stay he uh, lived in ashland for years at the time it was in ashland i think he died actually in danville or somewhere uh wasn't in Ashland. yeah but uh did i ever tell you all i actually got to meet him in person because we yeah. were going back and forth on the phone okay good. yeah
1: you told me all yeah. right
0: so he's so I'm small sad, <laughs>
1: he's so small but well, he is now
0: <laughs> well now he's in a grave Jet.
1: Yeah, well I know, but then I mean he yeah. yeah the muscles were gone. Yeah, it's not even that I'm talking about stature.
0: Yeah. So anyway, back to Sonny Landham and back. Yeah, I wonder if he had to be. You know that that's a good question. I'd like to ask Rowdy Rock. I Roddy, Jesse, can't ask Jesse him anything Ventura. anymore. I'm yeah, Jesse no, Ventura. unfortunately. So who are some of your roles? We named all these. I think The Rock is a movie star, but I don't think The Rock has a signature role other than being The Rock.
2: No, I I I that think makes sense always, to you all. Yeah, he always more or less plays the same type of character. He always has a he always has charm, but he has this personality. And that works. It works. I mean, even in Southland Tales, which I seem to be mentioning more and more as I get yeah, actually over. It may be his best performance. It may be his best performance, but but even then, he's got that attitude, right? It's the I, yeah. I mean he's got the "I'm a pimp and pimps don't commit suicide" attitude.
0: And I've seen the trailers for Black Adam, and now I'm starting to see some of the early reviews, and I don't think Black Adam's going to be the one either. Yeah, no, no, but
2: uh, I'm glad that he's doing that. I'm, I'm actually, I'll, I'll probably end up taking my son to see it.
1: Oh, I'm sure I will too. I mean, yeah. if you want to, if you want to see a movie, honestly, it the reason it didn't get the play that it did is just because it's one of those generic, um, school movies but he does give a quite a quite an amazing performance in the gridiron Gang. okay yeah considering
0: a true story right yeah
1: considering the the material he had to work with and you know it's just a generic how do i reach these kids movie um you know it is but i mean you know prime example there's one scene um his mother's dying of cancer and he he see her because something's going on and he notices the kids aren't going out to play football, so he goes out to the, he goes out to their 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 building and says, "What's going on?" And they they present him with these flowers and this card that they all signed saying, "You know, hey, the next the next touchdowns for your mom." And he just tells them to get back to work. And it shows him walking away, and you and that's when you see he's an actor. His face he he's not breaking, but you could see through sheer face movements that he uh-huh. is absolutely ripped to shreds by what these kids did for him. Um, and also i mean there's just random There, there's just scenes in that movie that show how talented he is it's just he hasn't been given the roles he may not want them because he has a brand now but i he could pull off something he has that skill plain and simple
0: yeah i another one that let's talk a little bit
1: about dave batista because i don't you don't like dave uh, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, I have a hard time with any movie he's in because he just plays the same like stiff neck. <laughs> he was okay. I liked him
0: in the the opening for the Blade Runner twenty forty nine.
1: Yeah, I got. I don't. I, I've got, I think I've, I don't remember him in that. Honestly,
2: I think one of the things that I lovely. like about him, and I don't know if it's necessarily his role. It's just the interviews and things that I've seen with him. I don't, there's not a way I can really say it other than the, it seems like he has some heart to it. Oh, yeah. Like, He's kind he, of a he genuine is a, person. Yeah. yeah he, is. And, he does and, not, and he
1: I, does not hold back on what he thinks. And I love him for that. It's just, I haven't seen a role other than guardians that really sticks out for me for him.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed my spy watching it with my kids. I did enjoy, you know, it was fun. Um, Yeah, it was
1: my kids. I got involved with it because my kids were. And, and yeah, he, he's okay in that. But again, I just felt like there wasn't a whole lot of range in that performance.
0: I, I'm i sorry. What is another one? Well, he's also, he's going to be more in and he was only in it for a certain point. But oh, the Dune. Dune, you know, Dune part one and Dune part two. I, it's a good question. I I, I he's and it's not his fault, but Army of the Dead's just it's, it's just
2: trash. No, it's, it's again, and an I, I think I had that. Uh, I'm not going to talk se- about it. <laughs> I've said this before, I'm just going to repeat it. I would have rather seen put two folding chairs side by side and just have Dave Bautista have a conversation with Tig Nataro for two hours. I'd watch that on repeat rather than watch army of the dead against yeah and yeah. They, weren't,
1: um, they weren't even together
2: no no but anytime they're briefly even acknowledging each other uh, there's something about both of them that i'm like oh they're they're fun to watch i i do yeah anyway no i'm not
1: agreeing i'm not disagreeing with you dave batista is fun to watch i just other than other than him as drax i haven't seen a lot and again he's amazing as drax i,
2: you know, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't, I don't that's I don't
1: a role he was born asked. to play in a lot of the ways he carries that movie in a lot of scenes so i mean he i am not i
0: it's... agree with you and he's a war
1: it's one of those born
0: to play roles he but yeah, he well has a signature role i don't know that the rock has a signature oh other, no. right? other than rock i mean other hobs maybe but you're yeah. talking about where he comes into like the fifth or sixth movie in a franchise and it's kind of cool but i don't I'll I, be honest though. I, and, although and I, I did like that movie, I, I do not care for the Fast and Furious. I agree with James. That's Hobbs and Shaw is, is fun. Because oh yeah, it's that shit only funny, and I don't have to hear about anybody's family. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm throwing so no, so, I, I, this
2: stuff out. I would. Do, I don't know if they're doing a sequel to it, but I'll. If they do, I'll be. Hobbs there. I'll, and Shaw
0: I, is the most entertaining movie of that whole franchise. Can we yes. all agree on that?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I had fun. I, my son wanted to see it. He had never seen any of the Fast and Furious. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I don't
1: have to deal with Vin Diesel's no range. We're family I, over and over again, and just saying and saying and his his movie lines consist of one line that doesn't connect anything. It's it's everybody acting back and forth, and then yeah. he occasionally chimes in with a line that makes no sense. No,
2: can I tell the story real Hobbs quick? Was I, uh, it was great. speaking of, of, of Fast and the Furious? could I tell this quick story that it literally we we hadn't so. We, we were at Universal. We hadn't rode the Fast and the Furious ride yet. Yeah, but we went to we went to see something. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want the people who were there. I don't want the employees to get in trouble. But we were at a thing at Universal, and you're pretending like people listen or watch the show. Well, they they made a, there was a comment made, and they they came out and they were like, "Oh, good, there's actually. It. Oh, we worried this was going to be as dead as Fast and the Furious the ride is because no one's ever there
1: <laughs> Well, it's,
2: it's reportedly sucked did you ride it? I, mean, I did
0: ride it how bad is it? you're just driving along and it's happening on the side right? next. yeah to-
2: basically I mean it's a motion sim and then you're on a party bus and there's yeah. So you remember it's... the earthquake ride? I was going to say, Where, it's, a ki- yeah. it's King
1: Kong the ride, then, basically, is what you're telling me.
2: Except not as cool. Because cool. when you do the King Kong, the Skull Island one, yeah, you eventually get to that huge King Kong. Mm-hmm. And you get, yeah, it's not that good, Chad. Okay. I'm glad I wrote it. I'm is glad I wrote motion? it to say, oh, I wrote it. But it's nothing that's going to be that's going to be like, oh, my God, let's get back in line. Like I- I'd ride the minions twice, Chad. But I was like, Fast and Furious, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, we're done. I like we the
0: Transformers. It. Is it, it's, it's not as good as the Transformers. No,
2: right? no. I Transformers. Like that one. We rode Transformers about six times. But I just thought it was so funny that literally the employees even acknowledged, like, yeah, nobody's over there, man. You can go ride it all you want. You'll wait. If if there's a line, it won't be more than 10 minutes. And by the way, they are absolutely right. There's yeah. no line. It was, no.
0: So how was the King Kong ride? Not to get off wrestlers, of but I haven't got to ride it. Oh, it great. it's great. I coaster, mean, if, right? you,
2: if you like that kind of... Interactive, we'll talk about you're on King Kong thing. Bundy.
0: We'll we'll loop this back for you, Chad.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, but no, it's it's a good time. Is I mean, if you like Kong, yeah, and and the walkthrough part's really cool, where you're supposed to be going through the tribal area where the tribe yeah. that kind of worships. It, that was cool to walk through. All I had right. a I, I had a good time. Anyway,
0: so back to wrestling, King Kong Bundy.
1: Uh, has he been in a movie? I don't think he
2: has. He has, and I was just trying to bring it back. But you know who was, Chad, and who is one of the only villains um that got a, a Billy Jack line thrown at him. That would of course be Bam Bam Bigelow and Major Payne. Pain.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take
2: this here leg and put it up that side of your head.
1: I forgot about Major Pain and Cut Bam Bam Bigelow. that
2: Billy Jack B S with me. Bam, bam, Bigelow. So Uh.
0: we've kind of exhausted a little bit of the movies. Let's talk about, uh, because we wanted to talk about wrestling as a whole. So who are some of your all's favorite wrestlers? I will start with saying that during, I don't remember which WrestleMania it was. It's right as I was probably sixth, seventh grade. I have fond memories like Chad was talking about my best friends now. Well, these are my best friends, but my best friend growing up uh, died a few years ago. And then I have fond memories of he and I, watching the one with the ultimate warrior and hulk hogan and i was a ultimate warrior fan he was a hulk hogan fan and i was screaming with pizza hut because i got pizza hut they brought that we got a pizza for pizza hut it was the most amazing thing ever no one understands that now
1: 30 years. no now. no yeah no i mean i do but yeah i get it yeah even well, though now no one 20 day. no one who
0: is 20 or young or probably 30 or younger I, I, has a clue that pizza hut was like a restaurant you got to sit down yeah
1: and now i can't eat it because it hurts me told me no, oh, I'm sorry. It's all that, I guess, all that, uh,
0: th- that greasy crust. That greasy crust, the best part. So that was probably me. That was the penultimate. That was the height of wrestling for me was all just, that. I loved just, the cartoons. I loved all that stuff. But
1: Just question. Yeah. Have you, and I know the answer, but have you in the last, let's say, five years, maybe 10, have you ever rewatched the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan match?
0: Of course not. You knew the answer to that would be no.
1: I know. Holy shit is it terrible. Oh, I remember it being wonderful. Oh dude, so do I. I was like thrilled. So, um before they got merged into Peacock, the WWE app would occasionally post. Now, is all that wrestling on Peacock? Yeah, it's all on Peacock. So I can watch all that on Peacock. Oh yeah, you
0: got if you got the subscription. Cuz I think I'd like to well, I do. You I got a, you, the other day they had it for a year for 20
1: bucks. I almost got I, that too, and I passed it.
0: Oh, it was worth it for me just to see Halloween
1: kill yeah. and end. Yeah, I, don't tell me. I know I, I've been seeing posts, and nobody is happy with it, other than Glenn. Other than Glenn, uh, God King. bless King,
0: I walk he, Glenn and Stephen King. Now I he and he argued with another guy we know, Jake, about it back and forth on my feed. I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted it at the bottom of it. No, I, well, you guys go ahead and turn the lights on. I, I'll be done. <laughs> I'm 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 stepping out.
2: Stay, stick around and TV, back, be back on the watch. Stick
0: around and TV, be back on in the morning as they were going back and forth. He was using Stephen King. I was like, hey, Stephen King's my favorite living author, but he's also the guy that shit on Last House on the Left and says the remake is 10 times better. And I like the remake, but there's nothing grimier than Wes Craven's Last House on the Left. Yeah, I would agree or with or. that. So let's say that not all of us always have exquisite taste. See Joe Lewis and Deep Rising.
1: Yeah. So uh, no, but uh, if you want, go yeah, ahead and watch. Sucks. go ahead and watch it, Joe. It is painful to watch because they literally are just running back and forth. They grab each other's hands and do a test of strength. It's nothing for about 20 minutes. Is
0: it better than the Andre one where, with Hulk and Andre?
1: Yeah, it's better than that because they're actually moving around. And Andre at that time was so, so crippled from his from his body that he couldn't do anything. But so, yeah, you know, it's what's funny than. about
2: that is as bad as Andre was, there was an interview with Hulk Hogan I spent several years ago now where he I know said, talking about even, James. even then, even as bad as he was, he could have snapped me like a twig if yeah. he really
1: oh, God, wanted yeah. to. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: He, he Hulk said it didn't matter, no matter what. If Andre wanted to end it, he would have he could have ended. Right.
1: Yeah. That's Andre. Yeah, he was just that powerful, even when he was that just in that much pain. But no, yeah, the ultimate—it's better than that. But man, it is almost twenty minutes of nothing. As I sit here and watched it one day out of the side out of the side of my eye while I was writing a paper, and I'm like, "Holy Jesus, there's nothing going on here." But yeah, no, it's the Ultimate Warrior. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I,
0: I, that one of mine is so, I don't have an Ultimate Warrior fandom or anything. But I did enjoy 80s wrestling because it was a pop culture phenomenon. And the three of us are old enough to remember that. I mean, there was cartoons, there were cereal boxes, there was the toys, the many ones that we talked about, the toys that made us. Go ahead, James.
2: I, I, I didn't watch wrestling. My dad hated wrestling, so we never got to watch it. Oh, well, I'm sorry. But Damn. I did video games. And one of my favorite wrestlers from that time period because of the WrestleMania video game was Honky Tonk Man.
1: Oh, thank God. Honky Tonk Man. Honky
2: Tonk Man. Did you know this story though, Chad? I, as much as you love George the Animal still, I would assume you knew this story. So you know Honky Tonk Man's rival for a long time. Was Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Yes, they were.
1: They had a haircut match. Yes, I remember that. And it, it was, was good. He was
2: going to cut his hair, his ducktail hair, as he said. Yeah. My duck. He ain't cutting my ducktail hair anyway.
1: God, I hated Honky Talk Man as a kid. Well, hated, here's
2: he, the fact: I didn't know. Well, this I story. think you were supposed to. Yeah bro. he he was a he was a heel,
1: but he was one of the best heels. He was just so shitty. And what
2: well, do you know? Who his cousin? I didn't know this. Do you know who his cousin actually is? No. Sorry. Jerry the King Lawler. And before they, when they were, when, when wrestling was still regional, if you watch the history Mm of the toys that made us, they talk about this. One of them was with a Memphis group. I think, I think Jerry, the King lawyer was with the Memphis group and he was with the Nashville group and they eventually merged and they actually fought each other in a tag team match uh, where they were paired up with other people. And of course it wasn't public knowledge that they were cousins, obviously that being said, the story that I didn't know that I find fascinating because I didn't get to watch wrestling. I loved, uh, I loved him as a WrestleMania character and the old NES eight bit because he was the only one that had a prop. He had his guitar. Yeah. That being said, um, they they did a a a couple matches where there was a mysterious woman that was backing, uh, Honky Tonk Man. Do you remember any of this, Chad? Peggy Sue, the mysterious woman that she was always covered up, that yes. backed, yeah, and it ended up being Jimmy Hart and Drag, yeah. <laughs> Beef, do you do you remember who Beefcake had eventually? The mysterious woman who backed him, it wasn't Elizabeth, was it? No, it was Georgina, which was George the Animal Steele and Drag. Oh, I forgot that. So anyway, but and so that was my first exposure was through video games. And Honky Tonk Man had what I thought were some of the coolest moves in the game, so I loved Honky Tonk Man, and that was my kind of. I, I couldn't watch wrestling because my dad didn't like it. God, I, if you, I, I think and, if you
1: would have watched it, you would have not felt that way.
2: Oh, I'm sure. I'm he sure was
1: such, I, he
0: was such. He I mean, was. An a very good heel. He was good yeah,
1: heel. he he was always slimy. He never wrestled. He would always have somebody up as avenge. He would always be not the hair, not the hair. You know, and he, yep. and he would always run away from everybody. He was just. A, he was just. Not entertaining to watch.
2: But he was the Intercontinental Champion, I think. I don't know if this is true, but he was the Intercontinental Champion. He had the longest running, and now he's in the Hall of Fame 2019.
1: You know know who beat him? Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior in about three seconds. I don't remember. He came in. in, uh, Honky Tonk came in, did his whole shebang. Ultimate Warrior ran down the stage, picked him up, slammed him, one, two, three, ran back out. (laughs)
2: Yeah no so, but anyway so that was it was, it first was the
1: it, at that time and I don't know if it's it was the quickest WWF match in 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 its history.
2: Yeah but I like I said just one of my as, as a kid since my exposure was through video games and he was the only one that had a prop in the game and it was a guitar so I was like well that's cool. So no I loved I I think uh, we would do two player and everybody else Hulk Hogan and I was always like no every blue moon every blue moon uh you do uh the million dollar man but most of the time i was like a honky-tonk man so way to go i love that i loved it i loved his moves off the rope in that game all that stuff so that being said so that was my 80s experience do y'all want to talk about anything more recent because i got a couple from and i'll, I, I'll explain why I won't, I won't real know.
0: quick chad who was your favorite wrestler growing up
1: man that is hard for me to say because i had so many i mean oh. i did I, it, it's kind of if you want to ask me who my favorite wrestler of all time, what at the time, you know, I would have said, God bless Joe. That's a hard question. My friend growing up,
0: I, w- I will say his name. His name is Jack. And yeah. he had the coolest. I just so envious of it. glass with Andre the giant. It was like a big mug. Yeah. My friend Jack was a lot bigger than me. He's a big dude. He was a big dude. And he loved Andre the Giant, so a lot yeah. of that rubbed off on me because he I was mean
1: pretty cool. I love the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, honestly, well, let me. Now, de- oh, God, Joe, you're putting me on the. Uh, uh... Oh, I mean, it's
0: not that different. I
1: mean, uh, yeah. I mean,
0: it is difficult, but it's. I mean, don't worry about it. So, James, what we going is, to, is, while Chad thinks
1: about it. Well, the, no, what what I mean, Chad got, doesn't want to
2: say. Is Chad's favorite was the Iron Cheek? No, I mean, that I've got.
1: I, I, I think. do. I, By the way, he's I, the best one to follow on Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure. His politics are hilarious. He's very have, liberal. <laughs> now, Don't get me wrong. I have three that I want to talk about. It's just picking between those. Um, but So I'll just pick this one. This is by far one of my favorites. If you had to pick a top five Chad wrestlers, uh, top five would be Doink the Clown. Really? I
2: don't, I, I don't see you. You're schooling me here. I don't know Doink. I, no offense meant doink Knights, but I don't know you.
1: Oh, well, let me school you on Doink the Clown, James. I'd like to be called Do-Do-Do-Do. <laughs> doink, doink the clown, if you didn't catch by his name, was a clown. <laughs> what? <him. laughs>
2: I assumed he was a dragon of some sort. uh
1: So oh, he was played. Shit. So his whole persona was he came out, and it it played this this circus music, and it was happy, and and you know he would come out and do the the happy clown stick. Ooh, lala, look at me! And then all of a sudden he would become absolutely evil. The music would get dark, and he would just go absolutely psycho. Yeah. And it was cool because he he had that flip switch. He was played by a guy named Matt Osborne, um, who I believe is also no longer with us. I could be wrong on that one. Um, maybe I am. Um, but he got started in the early late '80s, early '90s, and that was his whole shtick. Now every match he had, he would come out with some weird gimmick um, mm-hmm. as to how to win. Like uh, he fought um, this one wrestler. He came out like he had a broken arm, yeah. But in reality, the arm was a fake arm, and and when the referee was was turned, he would take he ripped his arm off and bashed the guy in the head with it, and he fell down, and you know he pinned him. There was plenty of times where he would ha- he would because he was in complete clown makeup, he would dive under the stage when he got tired, and another doink would come out and start wailing on the guy, and then when he got beat up, he would go back under the ring, and the, the other one would come back out. It was things like that, and then he um he eventually had a um you know everybody had that that manager companion, his was Dink, yeah, who was a who was a a dwarf, dressed as Doink the Clown, and he would go out there and fight. And at one point in time, he had a rivalry with Jerry the King Lawler, and they had a five person tag team where Jerry the Lawler had his his gang of King dwarfs, and Doink had. Let me get all their names. I want to make sure I have it. Queasy, cheesy, sleazy, pink. <laughs> um, and then wink and pink. And it was just rant, it was them going back and forth. The doink, like watching these, these little dwarfs just like pounce on Jerry the King Lawler one after another. I could go on. Uh, but yeah, he eventually would he had these matches, but then it, he kind of became a punching bag. Where he would just go on and do a performance, but then the bigger star like Jeff Jarrett or Triple H or um, Stone Cold would beat the shit out of him, and then eventually he would he went to the ECW where he kind of became himself, Matt Osborne versus and Dink. He had a split persona, uh, but yeah, I always have fond memories of watching Doink wrestle because he came out and just made an made a complete spectacle of himself. And it was always it was always entertaining to watch. And especially when, you know, most of the wrestlers had these serious characters who just came in to do their moves. And, you know, see, see he was the most powerful Doink, didn't Doink put on a show.
0: All right. Not to start wrapping things up, but let's wrap it up. Oh, All shit. Right. I've got two more.
2: I would say I got a couple oh. I got to talk about there, Joe. I, I got to. Uh, so. I, I, I came in later to wrestling, and this is a true story. I went to college, and my first roommate, we you didn't did? have anything in common. He loved two things he never missed.
1: I thought Joe was going to talk about the Bushwhackers, honestly.
2: Uh, he he never missed wrestling, and he... I, mean, you're I muted, can't Joe. get
1: this dad goddamn thing
0: turned off back to the mute. I, I could have talked about the Bushwhackers, but I don't. Other than doing that crazy... Dance, that's all I remember.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say is, so I went to college. My roommate uh, loved wrestling and loved uh, Spice World, the Spice Girls movie. Watch it once a week. God, I still don't get that. Dude, I don't know. But anyway, that's so he never missed wrestling, and he always ordered pizza when he watched wrestling.
1: I would get uh, yeah I used to Go watch ahead. wrestling I used to watch wrestling on Monday nights and I would get Mama Joe's pizza on occasion so yeah I was in the same boat for those <laughs> more
0: head folks out there who remember
2: the Mama Joe's
1: I but... miss Mama Joe's pizza I know everybody thought it was trash it was cheap trash but man I loved it I thought it was one of the best pizzas I ever had
2: We used to do mad mushroom pizzas when I worked in housing and and they're not the world's great no offense mad mushroom I, I still eat it so I can't But anyway So I got reintroduced to wrestling then, and it was, it would have been kind of 98 to 2000, that time period. And so he watched it. We, it was, you know, old school dorm room. We had, there was a television, you just watched whatever your mate was watching. And there were a couple characters that I know I should not have liked them. But one of the ones that I loved, and I didn't know his backstory, but as soon as, like, the first time I saw him enter the ring, I was like, oh, this is going to be entertaining. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be entertaining." I loved The Godfather. <laughs> because when The Godfather came in, that is, it's oh,
1: time to
0: ride the ho train. train. Now that I remember. Did The Godfather say that? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, he had... By the way, the, the actual wrestler. Um, are you, are you going to go through all of his different personas? No, no. no it's Charles Wright. Charles Wright, and he wrestled as Chad just alluded to. As was it Papa Shango? Papa Shango,
1: the voodoo wrestler. Yes, he yeah. would spit. He would spit green mist on his people, on on his opponents. And that was he, the
2: early nineties, so I didn't know him then. Uh, I got to know Papa him.
1: Shango was the best.
2: <laughs> I got to know him as the Godfather, and he would come in, and it was. As he said later on, eventually when WWF was trying to appeal to a broader audience, he became the good father and he was more, he was, he talks about his faith and all of that stuff. He had been converted, but I didn't know him as that. I only watched him uh, during that time period, 98 to 2000 was when the godfather was and his. As Chad said, he always came in surrounded by women, and when it came from, you know, they always do the f- hailing from. He hailed from the red light district. Greek, yeah, his entire theme was he's a pimp surrounded by hoes, and he wrestles. Yeah, and and he and, as as Charles Wright himself said, he goes, "Yeah, we phased that out when we had to realize that we were offending people." But it was the most ludicrous over the top, because it didn't matter who he's wrestling. It didn't matter Undertaker. You know, the Undertaker, they dim the lights and do the lightning effect. And then you'd literally just hear, Let's get on the whole train. <laughs> and the pip music starts playing. And he's, it was over the top stupid. And I was like, That's that's entertaining. It's it's comedy. It was so I had to mention The Godfather. I've got one other group that I'll mention, but Chad, if you want right. to me. So,
1: I was conflicted because again, I had so many I would talk about I could spend I could spend a whole hour just here's my favorite wrestler here's my here's here's another wrestler, here's why I like him. Um, I was conflicted as my second pick. I was like, okay, there's there's and it literally worked this way. I did not realize I was going to do it until i this happened until I did the research. I was gonna talk about the repo man. I love the repo man. He was this guy who dressed up in a gray tight with a, a a tire skid over him. He wore a little little uh bandit's mask and he would pretend to sneak around the ring and and steal people he had uh, but anyway but also to the 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 tag team demolition i love demolition i love whenever they were on the screen they were badass they were they dressed up like uh if you're familiar with eight millimeter they dressed like the machine you know (laughs) they had red tongues and one of my fondest memories is um they were in the royal rumble and they uh, both Axe and Smash, the, the team that they made up Demolition, they drew one and, one and two, and they beat the shit out of each other until number three came out, and it was Andre the Giant. And then they both pounded Andre the Giant relentlessly. They they would not let, let off on him, and Andre just had to, he could not control them. It was amazing. I would loved watching Demolition. I was shocked to find that Repo Man and one half of Demolition Smash are the same man. Barry Allen Darso and never knew that until I did research for this. And it just happened stance because I was debating. It seriously was. I'm like, Ooh, do I talk about demolition or do I talk about repo man? And I get to talk about both because they're the same person.
0: And. While you both were talking, I watched the whole train. James, you are correct. Yes, I, I want to go back and watch some of this. Yes, dude. Yes,
2: I I yes. knew nothing about wrestling. Like, he would watch it, and I'd occasionally look over All while right. I worked on my
0: but computer. Now I I am myself a member of. I I bought a ticket to board the whole, the whole train. train.
1: Yeah, he was interesting to watch. Yeah, go Chad. Um, no, yeah. So, uh, I I love. Tarmi, barry allen darso and the other half which i don't have his name axe um unfortunately with 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 most wrestlers he went way too long and there is a there is a terrible image of him dressed at it still in that they uh demolition had this this leather straps that went down their body um followed by a circular metal icon that connected to other straps and went around the back and then they had like black rhinestoned under uh underwear on and that was her uniform and there's a picture of barry allen darso who is clearly in his early 50s still dressed like that um with no hair no nothing it, other than the, the uh, and a cheap version of the makeup that they used to put on in the 80s and 90s um but no um so he was in demolition from 1987 to 1991 and then he was repo man from 1991 to 1993 repo man did not have a very great career in WWE. He usually lost and usually lost spectacularly. Um but he was again he's like Doink. He was one of those personas on the screen where he just was the most sniveling little character and watching him fight these people who he had no chance of winning against. I think he fought Tatanka. I could go on. It was just interesting to watch him watch. And then and then also back to demolition. Again, whenever Demolition came on on other than the Bushwhackers, they were my, they were my tag teams. I loved them. I mean, they, they would just come out and, and they were just pure power. And you watch those guys and, and whoever they fought, they just obliterate. And I loved every minute of watching a demolition fight. So yeah, James, what's your third one, man?
2: I, I've got to mention this one. So this, this was voted. And so again, it's the same time period. Late nineties was my, my introduction to actually watching wrestling. And I only did it when I lived with that roommate so, again, my thing was Am I Entertained, which is why The Godfather worked on me. This group was voted the worst gimmick and the worst tag team in 1998. But
1: because I can't I wait do, to see where you're going
2: to go with this. Because I do love Todd Browning's The Freaks. Oh, God. Who they used it as their intro. And by the way, that's the thing about the late 90s that I learned. I already know who you're going with. It so go was ahead. all about like, and Chad, you probably remember this too. They they would put the the intro themes out on CD, right? Yeah, yeah. And you had these themes, and I'm not a big fan uh, of Insane Clown Posse, but Insane Clown Posse did the theme, which was Freak Show, for the wrestling group The Oddities. The Oddities. The Oddities. And so they used clips from Freaks, ICP blaring. And basically you had the one guy that was huge that carried around a plush Eric Cartman. Yeah. Which so was, he'd... again, you got to remember 1998. It was still. Yeah.
1: And if, you, if you're familiar with wrestling, I don't remember that. I don't remember the character's name, but he was Earthquake uh, in a mask and a, and a Cartman t-shirt. If you remember Earthquake from the
2: end. So, uh, yeah, the, the characters were that. And so it rotated memberships, but you had the Jackal that was the leader and he left eventually. You had Kurgan, which was the big, uh, one of the big guys, but I think you're talking about, it was Golga, wasn't it? Gogo, yeah.
1: And then yeah. Luna Vachon was in there too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
2: and that's another one. So Luna Vachon came on as their new manager when the Jackal left them. And they went from being heels into baby faces. And they tried to humanize them more. But the, the theme with Golga was that he was supposed to have a bone deformity, so he had to wear this mask all the time, which, again, kind of looks like a machine's mask. Um, and then George the Animal Steel came out and joined the oddities for a while as well. So that's actually where I first saw outside of Tim Burton films, George the animal still, because he became this kind of, he became the, the old pro that tried to mentor the oddities and their entire th- gimmick was their oddities Their the their background was, Oh, we're freaks. We're a freak show that decided we're going to wrestle. It didn't make any sense. It didn't, but there was something about, and then for a while in St. Clown Posse actually would join them in the ring And they played up that gimmick for a while. And then again, during this time period, you also had like Eminem appeared on an episode and would trash talk the ICP and it went back and forth and all that stuff. And it actually ended up becoming this weird rap feud thing and all that. And so that's the, that's the thing I will say about wrestling in the nineties was it wasn't just about wrestling. You had these musicians appearing, you had all this other stuff. And that's when I was like, Oh, there's more to this than this. Right. And so, again, my wrestling knowledge is extremely limited because I didn't grow up with it outside of video games, but during that time that I did live with my roommate that was obsessed with all this stuff, I was like, oh, okay, The Godfather is funny, it's entertaining, it's completely incorrect, and so were The Oddities. And that's, I think that's why I was like, oh, if you take it all with a grain of salt, it's good stupid fun.'" And so I, so yeah, by the way, the audience only made it. I didn't know they only made it a year and a half Chad. Yeah,
1: no, they were, they were quickly 98, gone.
2: 98, 99. But I I remember them so well, because I can remember the, the one match they took away as Cartman. And I just remember the announcer was like, Uh-oh, oh, they oh, got, they got Cartman. He's going to lose his mind. He's going to lose his mind. <laughs> and I was just like, it's, it's ludicrous. It's over the top. And I think that's another of the characters that I remember. It's probably why I also liked Honky Tonk Man. It was ludicrous and over the top. Yeah. And I, that's what I appreciate. It, I, not, not, to, <clears throat> not to be that guy, but if I wanted to see real wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling, if you will, collegiate wrestling, I would go watch collegiate wrestling. If I'm watching something like this, I want the over the top ludicrous. And that's what the, the, the ones that I remember, that's what they are. Yeah. Not to mention, though, I, I do also remember was it was it too hot and too sexy and together they're too much,
1: too much, yeah. And and it's kind of funny you you're tying these all together. One half of that was Jerry Lawler's son.
2: Oh, there hmm. you go.
1: There you go. Um. So Joe, let's okay. revisit this where you said Chad, who's your favorite wrestler? Yes. Um. And I had a hard time with it. I want to say this is probably if you ask me who my favorite wrestler was of all time, I would say this. Uh, and he had one of the best catchphrases of all time the best there ever there is the best there was the best there ever will be wolverine
2: brett, oh, wait, No, that's a, i'm the best Sayer isn't what i do
1: brett the hitman heart yeah i would have probably picked i'd probably say if you if you stuck a gun to my head pick up your favorite wrestler it'd be brett the hitman heart i loved um i've loved him since i i've I, I watched wrestling um yeah during whole he was always the small guy you know in the 80s it was all about muscle um hulk hogan uh ultimate warrior all those muscle bound guys yeah and hart was brett was just kind of this middle he was he was huge but he was still m- medium compared to all the the bigger guys in the 80s so he never really got his chance he was always a member of the hart foundation this tag team but as these old older guys phased out there was this time where the smaller guys started getting their dues and Brett, the Hitman heart really came out. His, pers- his personality just surpassed everybody's. And on top of that, most of these big muscle guys, they're, they're great wrestlers, but they didn't have a lot of skill. It was kind of slam drop. Brett actually brought a lot of crazy skill to that. I want to point out if you ever want to see like true wrestling at its best, there is a match between him and the British bulldog who was also his brother-in-law. They went nonstop for 20 minutes. We're just slamming each other, going off the ropes, just beating each other up. And uh, you know, you know, it's staged, you know, they're planning this out ahead of time, but just watching what they're doing to themselves is phenomenal. They just don't, they just go for 20 minutes. And it was always like that with Brett because he always had to prove himself. And he was the most skilled wrestler in my opinion period so and that's another good
0: point point. and probably do you all have more wrestlers or are we rapping now no
1: i'm rapping I, I i wanted to end on who i thought was the best wrestler well, of all time and it's brett the hitman and, but so, before james,
0: you go james real quick is that
1: it's a bloody hard sport
0: yes and yes yeah. i know the endings are predicted but they still beat the shit out of each other i've said i mean these men and they are
1: bruised and battered and i was gonna say in all fairness if you want to talk about how rough it is i just mentioned brett the hitman hart who is by far one of the best wrestlers of all time if not the best wrestler of all time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: look at his entire family british bulldog dead owen hart his brother dead
0: fell from the cage right
1: fell fr- no he he was supposed to be coming in on a wire he was uh-huh. he was he was caught uh he 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 had another persona and the wire snapped and he fell mm-hmm. all the way into the well the end of the stage yeah um uh chris benoit who i believe he was, he wasn't related to i think he he had some kind of relationship dead horribly and murdered himself and his entire family and his family. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. If you want to look at how rough that sport is, look what it does to people. So yeah. Anyway, go ahead
2: R- real quick. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say, we did the best or we did oh, what Brett, we remember. Brett
1: Harmon, Brett, the Hart had stroke. So, I mean, there you go.
2: We did the best. We did the ones that we think about all of that stuff. I've got to ask this question to wrap us up then. Go for it. Who's the absolute worst.
1: Oh, she is this.
2: Who had the worst theme? I have a couple that come to mind, but
0: go yours and then I'll think about it. I'm I'm having a hard time with this.
2: Now, I, I, and by the way, if I say uh, the one uh, one or two that you're like, oh my god, they were great, and you're just you're just crazy. But uh, I vaguely remember uh, a group called the Spirit Squad, and their theme was that they were male cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them being universally loved. And the other one that's that somebody reminded me of. That was considered offensive was you had these great, you know, I mentioned the Iron Sheik earlier, right? You had these type, oh, they're the villains or, you know, for lack of a better term, the Rocky Four type mentality, right? We right. need a Russian to battle Rocky, the American, right? Um, the Mountie, which evidently was very offensive to Canada, so much so that the guy that actually played him, who I believe his name was uh, Jacques Rognou, Rognou I'm, I'm sure I meant that. Jacques but anyway, uh he couldn't perform him when WWE went to Canada. So they actually did a, a show in Canada and they had to cut the character uh because it was uh, offensive. Uh and at one point they formed a tag team with him called and let me quote this, the Quebecers.
1: I liked I liked the mounting. He had a cattle prod. That was his big game. He did.
2: He do it, that's yes, uh because they don't use guns. Yeah. All right, Chad.
0: Who's your leader? Bastion least
1: Booger.
2: All right, you got me. I have no idea who that is.
0: <laughs> Mine is Booster Gold. Fuck you. <laughs> That's right, Bryce. I got your back. I mean, I don't uh, know who the fuck Booster Gold is, but.
1: Bastion Booger, he was just this horrible. He played this, this. he was this huge fat guy who wore these, and look him up, Bastion Booger. He had these these weird gray tights and his belly stuck 100 feet out. He had no skill whatsoever. And he was just there for show. Hacksaw um,
0: Jim Duggan. Hacksaw
1: Jim Duggan is a talented wrestler.
0: I'm sure he was. I just a friend of mine knows him. So
1: yeah. Or no. Uh, uh, yeah, I would. I would say Bastion Booger. And if you, uh, yeah, I would go that route. There's, there's also, oh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. There was one that was like really giant. He wore a, he wore a hairy bodysuit. He had no skill whatsoever. But Bastion Booger, worst wrestler of all time.
2: All right. I, I, I've learned something. I'll, I'll have to go back and add that to my lexicon.
0: <laughs> so, this has been a wrestling episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. This is Bonehead Weekly.
2: Sorry, I I, I know we're wrapping up. I my just fo- wrapped up. I know, but my phone just it said uh, that I was looking at Bastion Booger, Chad, <laughs> and it actually said if you enjoyed this, you need to check out this wrestler and i'm just gonna say the name and i'm gonna stop talking and we'll wrap up the episode the fat chick thriller that's t-h-r-i-l-l-a never heard of him i didn't either i now i have to look him up They're and evan
0: shelton will be checking out the fat chick thrillers from the grave bashing booger
1: also dead bye uh uh-huh.